and welcome back to the One Globe 360 Travel Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Aidan Road. Aidan has been making YouTube videos since 2014 and has been varying his content ever since. He started out doing sketch comedy and then found some success doing trick shot video- videos. Now he runs a travel series called 10 Minute Trips, where he travels around the UK to interesting out of the way places and explores what they have to offer in a very short period of time. Aidan has almost 3,000 subscribers and over half a million views in total. Outside of YouTube, he's also a freelance filmmaker. And we connected through the Creator Now YouTube course run by Airac, who is one of YouTube's biggest growing creators. We're going to be talking all about why we are chasing our dreams and decided to become a part of the Creator Now community, what travel means to us, tips for uh, starting a YouTube channel, the world of content creators and how we think it will evolve, as well as the importance of mental health. So Aidan, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me. Um, It seems weird because I have a podcast of my own that I do called the Small Creator Podcast. Um, And it's it's weird to be on the other end of things. It's it's quite nice, actually, not having to worry about making the questions and carrying the conversation. So (laughs) I uh, appreciate uh, you doing this. And it sounds like you're having uh, great success so far. Yeah, no, thank you so much. Um, I completely, I completely understand where you're coming from. I, um, I've been on a couple of podcasts recently, a couple of other podcasts, and it is quite weird to be on like the other side of it in terms of getting asked the questions and, um, yeah, not having to prepare it all and just sort of, yeah, having a conversation about about myself, which is um, not what it usually is. It's always about you know the other person. So yeah, that's been really interesting as well. But um, yeah, just a massive thank you. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to to get your perspective on um, on everything creator now and. Uh, YouTube, travel, content creation, uh, mental health, lots of different topics to go through. So we'll get straight into it. And um, I first wanted to ask, what are your dreams and ambitions? And why did you choose Creator Now to help you follow those dreams? Wow, what a question to start off with. Um, dreams and ambitions. Uh, well, as you said in my, uh, my sort of introduction, I'm a, a filmmaker. So I like the, uh, the, the cameras and the editing and that whole production side of things. So um, I tried my hardest to make my own videos sort of as high production value as I can with the gear I've got. And um, I thought Creator Now would be a platform to you know, connect with uh, people like yourself who are also interested in uh, making videos and short films. And uh, I mean, I have huge respect for Eric and Mac um, and how they've managed to grow so fast in such a short period of time. And it's a, t- it's a testament to how so what good storytellers and filmmakers they are. And Mac is just an editor, just out of anybody else's league, really, uh, other than possibly Hayden Hillier Smith. And uh, I think trying to just glean as much information and tips from them uh, would be just invaluable. So that's really why I am. Um, I signed up for Creator Now. Yeah, I mean, like you said about about Mac and, and Hayden, you know, their editing and the you know the workshops they did recently just highlighted the 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 level of skill they have within what they do, um, and obviously then someone like Eric as well, you know, like you said, just such a great storyteller. He just cap you know captivates his audience, and he's always got a new. Every video is basically a viral video idea, which is incredible in itself to think of so many cool ideas, but then to sort of deliver on it and he always always delivers such um fantastic energetic videos um so yeah Eric's a massive you know inspiration for myself and I also wanted to ask you know in terms of you know what inspires you to create content and make videos on YouTube do you have particular other channels that inspire you or do you have you know friends and family that inspire you what really is it that inspires you to to create content 
Um, I wouldn't say I've got necessarily any family and friends who are filmmakers, uh, other than there's, there's one or two friends I have that are, uh, that are feature in my videos quite a lot, but they, um, they tend to just do like, they're just the talent in quotation marks. Um, they don't really do too much of the, the production side of things. Um, but yeah, some of my favorite channels on YouTube, other than of course, ERAC are um, sort of sketch comedy channels of filmmakers like uh, Casey Neistat, Peter McKinnon, uh, Daniel Thrasher, so, sort of, you know, the ones that everybody says. Um, but yeah, just the masters of storytelling and vlogging and um, who managed to just pump out really high quality videos. It's just inspiring and able to, um, yeah, as I say, glean information from them and try and improve your own videos based off theirs. I find it so interesting when people mention Casey Neistat because you're yeah. right. I mean, so many people do, but, and I, I remember it must've been back to probably, I was probably 15 or 16. So about five years ago now, when I first watched Casey Neistat and he was the one person who really got me into YouTube. He just, his videos were just, I mean, I think it was a time where he was like daily vlogging. So it was just constant, you know, incredibly well edited. And again, the storytelling, you know, He's a genius. Casey Neistat is an absolute genius. And um, it's just great to hear that he's inspired not just myself, but, you know, loads of other people as well to, to first really get into YouTube and, you know, filmmaking and creating content. Um, yeah, I think probably I'd say half of the people in the Creator Now community have been inspired by Casey Neistat in some way. <laughs> like yeah. I, everybody on my podcast has been like, yeah, Casey Neistat, he's a real uh, inspiration of mine. I'm like, yeah, he's just influenced so many people. And I think YouTube would be a totally different place without him yeah. uh, currently. Yeah, I, I completely I completely agree. Um, and in terms of, you know, the Creator Now programme, what would you say you're mainly hoping to get out of it? Is it the, the community side, you know, connecting with people from around the world? Is it growth on YouTube? Is it, um, you know, getting lots of tips and advice? What would you say is the main reason why you're here? Well, it's sort of a mix of things. I mean, I think they they sold it as oh you will grow on youtube or will, you'll get your money back but they've sort of um they've downplayed that a little bit and it's sort of like you you publish the videos you were sort of going to publish anyway you don't get a whole amount of guidance on sort of how to make your videos necessarily better to fit the algorithm other than in the workshops um but what i found surprisingly that i am getting more of is the community side of things like i didn't think i'd be as you know, online all the time in the in the community tabs and all the chats. And I, I, one thing I found really useful is the uh, the thumbnails <laughs> tab and the feedback for that, because people just post their thumbnails and uh, give feedback on each other's. And it's been really useful to get feedback on my own thumbnails and then look at other people's and see, well, what would make that better? And then try and use that for my own thumbnails. And I think doing that has improved my thumbnail ability definitely and uh i didn't think that that would even be remotely even part of this so yeah yeah, yeah it's um there's so much to it right so much to the community side and um obviously the the geneva chat like you said there's all those different group chats all those different tabs where um you've got people talking about you know thumbnails editing branding um if you're a vlogger if you do shorts on youtube you know there's there's something for everyone on geneva to be able to talk get feedback uh, share ideas, all those sorts of things. Um, so I just wanted to highlight the community element of the Creator Now and just, yeah, what's your experience been, you know, meeting and connecting with people from all around the world? You know, in the community, there's people from Australia, the UK, all across Europe, you know, America, Canada, into South America, um, so many different countries. How's that been? Obviously, we've got our own groups, 
Um, so what's your, your experience been like in your own, you know, your own team? Um, and yeah, just connecting with people from all around the world. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm in, I'm in team 27, so I don't have uh, Airac in my group, as I'm aware that you do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but um, yeah, my team's all right. There, there's two members who never showed up. So that's, that's not great, including my buddy. So I don't actually have a uh, accountability buddy yet. Um, but I think they're working on that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a nice group. Um, people are supportive of each other. And there's uh, we, we check out each other's videos and leave comments and feedback and it's it's you know nice and healthy and uh, yeah I've been pretty active on a lot of tabs in the community um, sharing projects thumbnails and uh, sort of like oh what do, you, what do you think of this title how could I reword this and I think like the first thumbnail I shared on like the first day of the program uh, Eric gave me a few tips himself which was you know pretty cool to get things started off the bat yeah, I mean, Eric's been so active as well, hasn't he? In, yeah, in group chats right. and Mac and um, yeah, it's fantastic. They it shows they they really care about this. They really care about helping people, um, and that's shown through you know the workshops and also their um, yeah how active they've been in in the group chats and everything, which is um, fantastic, really. And for me, the community side, it's just it's building that network of people. You know, I would never. Before, before I started, I didn't think about doing this podcast series, for example, you know, the Create and Our podcast series. So um, I've been able to, you know, connect and talk to people from all over the world. You know, I spoke to someone from Canada last week, from the US, you know, uh, someone in Germany. So it's really opened up a, a lot of other opportunities for me as well, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, but we'll move on to, to travel now. Okay. I just wondered, um, you know, in terms of what sort of traveling you've done in the past and, and more generally so sort of what inspires you to travel? Yeah, well, I, I do, I'm quite a traveler myself. I mean, COVID's really put a spanner in the works um, as far as a lot of things have gone, but um, I do like to get around and um, it's quite nice because I've got a bunch of family in the States. So I go over to the US, you know, normally every year, uh, COVID's obviously stopped that. But um, other than the States, I've been to Iceland a couple of times and traveled around Europe quite a bit uh Greece and France Austria those sorts of areas and yeah I'd love to visit uh, so many more places uh there's a million places on my bucket list to go and uh I can't wait for the world to open up again <laughs> so actually do it yeah it's I mean the pandemic has has really put a stop to I mean anyone traveling really I mean there were bits of sort of time last summer where here in the UK we were allowed to travel to a few countries and mm -hmm. But in terms of, uh, yeah, it being a proper opportunity to travel, it's been, yeah, since, you know, March 2020, it's not been an option. So, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. I, I, I can't wait to finally be able to, to get on a plane again and, uh, and go and travel. Um, and in terms of if you had to pick a favourite part of travelling, this is quite a difficult question. Um, mm. Is it the people? Is it the culture, the food? What is it about travelling that you'd say is your favourite? It depends where I go, because um, if I go to the States, it's all about the people because I'm going to, you know, places that aren't really tourist destinations. They're just where my family mm -hmm. are. And that's what I focus on. But when, but somewhere like um, Crete in Greece, that's that's part of the, you know, the culture. The food, uh, Mediterranean food is my favorite food of all time. So I just gorge myself every time I'm there. And uh, so yeah, it, it, it depends on the location, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
no that that I, I often sort of um think it's like a, a, a combination of those isn't it you know and yeah. also yeah like you said it does depend on where you go what reason you're going you know are you going as, as a backpacker somewhere then in that case it's it's the culture and, and that sort of thing but like you said if you're going to see family somewhere it's going to be the people um and I'm quite a big foodie myself as well I do like trying uh trying the new food trying the street food especially when I've been to um to Southeast Asia love the food um so that's a bit a big part for me when I'm I'm traveling as well um and in terms of uh you know having a standout memory from your previous travels anything that comes to you when I say travel and you think of a previous trip or holiday what sort of comes to mind um let's see I think the last major trip before lockdown was uh, I spent a few days in New York and mm-hmm. then I and then <laughs> I got the Queen Mary 2 ocean liner back from New York to Southampton in the UK, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> so I think that stands out as just being completely out of the ordinary, just this floating hotel, basically, across yeah. the Atlantic for a week, um, which was incredible. I, d- I made a series of vlogs on it, which um, are on my channel and have done very well. So it's, it's yeah, very standout memory for me is just that week on that <laughs> ocean liner. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds yeah. really cool. It's just, it's unique. It really is. And you forget you're on a boat because it's just so big and um, you don't really notice the waves because it's like the size of a couple streets and it's yeah. got, you know, theatres, seven restaurants, swimming pools, all sorts. It's just, it's a whole nother world. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh if you ever and get you- a chance to go on the Queen Mary 2 at any point, I highly recommend it because it's just, it will blow your mind. I've um I've not heard anyone who's done that before. Really? No, I haven't. No, that's yeah, very unique. It tends to be. I mean, I was one of the only people below the age of sixty-five. <laughs> on the, <laughs> on the boat. It tends to be sort of a retired people thing. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that I was, you know, had a lot of things to do. It was it was excellent, and I was there with my grandparents, sort of keeping them company. So uh, I wasn't there on my own. If I if I'd been there on my own, it might have been a different experience. But um, yeah, there's so many. Uh, the talks to go to and films to see and the food's incredible and if you know you can just go play ping pong on the top deck or go swimming it's yeah it's ridiculous they've got a planetarium <laughs> oh my goodness that is sounds like they've got everything that you could yeah. possibly need on a week-long sort of voyage back to to the UK more um, than enough yeah and um you, you mentioned you know you've had you had some success on some of those vlogs whilst you were you were doing that trip um and I just wondered you know taking it right back to the start what advice would you give to someone just starting out on YouTube with zero subscribers yeah this is a tricky one and it's a question that I tend to ask people (laughs) at the time um but I think you've just got to go for it really um you you can't hold back if if you want I mean Eric is a perfect example of this he just he started out at the start of January 2020 with hardly any subscribers and he just went full force at it uh and the the proof is in the pudding really <laughs> he just grew to a million subscribers in a year so i think you've got to sort of treat it as if it's your full-time job and then it will eventually become your full-time job if you want it enough really mm-hmm. yeah it's all about just being being consistent consistent and um having you know just having wanting it enough you know i feel like air rack is the perfect example like you said he set out from the start he was like this is what I'm going to do this is how I'm going to achieve it and he just grew like exponential growth and he's you know kept growing ever since you know he hasn't just stopped at a million he's he's kept going and and growing so far 
you know, this year. Um, so, so what do you think then you have to do to be successful on YouTube? Do, do you think it's, it's some luck, you know, consistency, creativity, collaboration? Would you say it's a combination of those factors or does one stand out to you? Yeah, definitely. It's a combination. Um, I found that it, it, for my most successful videos, it's been complete luck. Uh, I mean, there's, you can engineer your own luck to a degree with, um, you know, really analyzing the, the tags and optimizing your thumbnails and really focusing on the SEO, the search engine optimization, and really studying the algorithm as much as you can and reading the books on YouTube. And that can get you so far, but um, it really just comes down to luck. Like my, my most popular video is a, a bowling trick shots video I made in 2015. Uh, it's got 210,000 views, I think. Um, and it's, I, it just baffles me as to how it did so well. Uh, because, I mean, I uploaded it. It did, you know, it got about 100 views in its first month. Completely average video for me. Uh, and then throughout 2016, it just exploded. And I have no reason for it. It, it, it wasn't, it was getting suggested on some people's videos, but it just seemed like YouTube decided it was going to recommend it to everybody. And I can't, I can't have an explanation for it because it's a really short video. So the average view duration is very low and um, the click through rate is not great. So it, it breaks all of the rules really, as far as um, the workshops that we've been doing have been going because, you know, Eric and Mac have just really stressed, like you've got to have that high retention. You've got to have the really long watch time as possible. And you've got to have that really great click through rate. And that has none of it yet it is my by far my most popular video so it's a it bit just, of luck yeah it just shows youtube's a it's a funny old world a funny old world and at youtube in itself it you know the algorithm and like you said all the sort of analytics and data around it and i'm still just trying to figure out what it all means in terms of the analytics and sort of analyzing it and and figuring out what, what i did what i should have changed about the video that could have had a higher retention rate and a higher watch time you know there's so much to it and i feel like that's what the creating our community and the program has taught me is just to learn a lot more about the analytics and the importance of it in understanding what you can do to grow which is you know obviously as a, as a creator and someone who wants to grow is is fantastic um so we'll, we'll move on to um the, the world of content creators now and i just wondered your opinions on on a couple of things so um let's start with nfts do you know much okay, about okay. nfts have you been following sort of the progression of those in the last couple of months yeah a bit um i i saw the news when beeple sold his giant artwork for 69 million a few a month or two ago and that was just insane um corridor digital did quite a few um episodes sort of explaining about how nfts work uh, with beeple actually which was interesting because he had he's got quite a unique perspective on things um but and yeah, I think I also recommend uh, Matthew Paquette. He's, he's not a very large YouTuber, but he makes some really interesting videos on NFTs and um, cryptocurrencies and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I've been following it. I don't entirely get the whole like blockchain thing. It's still a little bit of a mystery to me, um, but it sounds like it's, it's an interesting concept and it has a lot of potential. So getting in early might be a... Uh, a good idea yeah definitely and, and i mean obviously from you know colin and samir recently they've just launched their first nft and i think it was really yep. successful and um i watched a, a video that they did which was trying to explain what nfts are and then them, they themselves they were trying to understand it and they were speaking to experts and other creators to sort of 
yeah understand what nfts were so it's really cool that they've now just released theirs and um that video was really good in terms of me trying to get some sort of understanding about what they are um i don't fully understand them still i'm more of a sort of an observer in this whole new world of nfts and be interesting me to too. see exactly what happens and how it evolves and and everything um and then what about pokemon have you been following logan paul and all the sort of pokemon stuff or does it not really interest you no i mean i've never really been a, a big uh, a fan of pokemon or a fan of logan paul so yeah <laughs> the combination of the two no i've not really been following that i mean i've seen because i follow hayden hillier smith obviously he's logan paul's editor so i've i've seen bits and bobs of it and i've seen sort of his uh his walkthroughs of the videos he's edited for logan so i i've got a bit of a sense of it from that mm-hmm. but no i've not been following it on logan's channel and then finally, uh, YouTube and TikTok boxing events. So obviously it started with just being YouTube boxing events and now it's yep. there's a YouTube versus TikTok event coming up. Again, have you followed any of that? Any of that sort of interest you? Again, I don't, I, I don't actually know any of the YouTubers or the TikTokers who are doing this boxing match. So I have no connection to it whatsoever. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not actually on TikTok at all. So um, I'm completely out of the loop as far as anything TikTok related. Um, so no, I don't think I'll be following the boxing match because I don't really care who wins. because I don't know who any of them <laughs> yeah. are. Uh, but I mean, when it was like the, the KSI Logan boxing match and uh, that's, I didn't watch that live, but I was a bit more interested in that because, you know, I, I know who KSI is. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of all those three things I've mentioned, you know, NFTs, Pokemon, and then the boxing events, what do you think that shows about the world of content creation? I mean, obviously, I mean, Logan Paul is about to fight uh, Floyd Mayweather next month, which in itself is just incredible, you know, connecting professional sports with entertainment and YouTube. So what do these show more generally, do you think, about how the world of content creators and creation is evolving? It's just getting so much more mainstream, really. Um, It's becoming... Like it was just its own little pocket of the internet where you could only, it was, you know, it wasn't connected to the outside world in a way. You had to, uh, you were within this sort of bubble of YouTube, whatever. But now it's sort of, it's these tendrils are coming out and leaking into mainstream media and it's getting harder and harder to avoid um, <laughs> the, the YouTube content creators if you are not interested in YouTube at all because they're they're getting into all different aspects of mainstream media. They're going on, you know, these uh, late night talk shows and they're getting on TV and they're doing films and stuff. So, yeah, it's getting harder and harder to avoid them if you want, <laughs> if you want in YouTube. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it seems like really YouTube is is taking over so many so much more in terms of, you know, so many people say, you know, YouTube's the future. What's going to happen to TV? You know, I mean, I know personally for myself, I p- prefer watching YouTube to to TV. Um, oh, yeah, without a doubt, sort of, especially sort of daytime TV nowadays. It's just. It's not great. So I would always pick YouTube over watching TV. So that's an interesting thing in itself, you know, the future of, of television and then obviously the future of YouTube, which one's going to potentially take over or will they both remain a part of, you know, entertainment and, and uh, watching things. But I certainly think YouTube's pushing its way up to sort of rival TV in terms of, um, but then if you, I saw um, an article, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Gogglebox, I think, is one of the most, pop- well, one of the most, if not the most sort of popular uh, TV show here in the UK at the moment. I think it got three million, um, three million um, views um, on, on one Friday. Um, and it was sort of comparing Gogglebox having three million views that Friday to, um, to Nico Amalana. I don't know if you've been following his, uh, his videos recently about running for London Mayor, but he, they were saying he consistently gets around that mark or more per video. 
So it's just showing the difference between, you know, one of the, well, the most popular TV show in the UK on, on a Friday night and then comparing that to YouTubers and how many views they pull in. So I think that's the biggest indication of what's going to happen with the future of, like I said, entertainment and sort of YouTube versus TV. Yeah, and it's not like Nicola Omalana, uh, Nico Omalana is the biggest YouTuber by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, he is course, he is not yeah. getting the most views of anybody. I mean, if you compare the highest watched uh, TV shows and films uh, with, you know, Mr. Beast or something, it just absolutely eclipses the competition. Yeah. So uh, it's, yeah, YouTube is absolutely taking over. And uh, yeah, I was following Nico's mayoral campaign, but I, I was more... Um, I was more backing Max Fosh. Yes. My, my, uh, he's my favorite YouTuber by yeah. a long way. Um, so I, I was sort of rooting for him, the underdog. Obviously, he didn't do as well as Nico because he's not got as big a following. Um, but I thought Max was in it for more of the right reasons, <laughs> necessarily. Yeah. Max, Max is a creative genius as well. He, yes. He's going he's gonna to be a big YouTuber sorry, a big YouTuber, um, next sort of five years, I think he'll have easily over, over a million, a couple of million, yes. um, probably near to five million, because I think he, he's, he knows YouTube and he knows his audience and he knows what ideas are creative. And obviously his idea to run for London mayor in itself has, has grown his channel so much, even the last sort of month or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic YouTuber. It's so, so funny. I just, any video he he posts I'm, I'm clicking straight away because i know it's going to be an entertaining and um yeah again the storytelling is fantastic as well so yeah he's great um we'll, we'll finish up just for the last sort of couple of questions talking about uh mental health and the importance of raising awareness and talking about mental health so yeah i just wondered you know how important to you is raising awareness about mental health absolutely important i mean i think uh it's it's been really sidelined in the past by the government by uh, schools by so many institutions and uh, we are really facing the the repercussions of that with this sort of mental health crisis that is mm-hmm. um happening at the moment so i think it definitely needs it's, it's getting there it's getting more uh, mainstream and people are talking about it a lot more which is great but it's still got a long way to go um, and what do you think we can all do to help raise awareness and sort of start to have those you know more open and honest conversations do you think you know creators and youtubers have a part to play in talking more about mental health and sort of raising awareness or do you think it's yeah something that can be done over social media and yeah spreading awareness online or do you think it's the government or or what do you think it is that we can all do to help i think a lot of influencers don't really understand uh how much influence they have so i think yes it is about spreading awareness and i think a lot of youtubers are raising money for mental health charities which is great but some uh creators need to I think, realize what potentially a a detrimental effect that they're having on people's mental health by, you know, setting unrealistic expectations or whatever. And I think people need to manage that more, more carefully, because if they are, you know, they've got very young, impressionable fans and they're, you know, advertising certain products or they're saying certain things that um, people could take the wrong way, it could be potentially really damaging for, for certain, especially young, impressionable fans. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, creators and influencers have, yeah, I think more influence than they, I think they realise, like you said, um, and what they do really impacts on their following. Um, so I think if they were to start talking, you know, about mental health or more so about mental health, um, it have a big, a big impact, uh, especially on the younger generation. Um, and, you know, we've been in a pandemic for, 
you know, over a year now. And the impact of that is going to be not just seen now, but I think, you know, in the next couple of years, um, especially people, you know, well, I was going to say sort of younger people at school and, but it's really applies to everyone in terms of mental health. You know, everyone's had their difficulties and challenges this year, um, whether, whether you've, you know, lost a job or lost a loved one or, lost on opportunities or sort of been you know shielding all, all, all year it's been very challenging mentally so um yeah I think just having having open and honest conversations about mental health is above all just yeah really important um and just having conversations like this really just talking about and finding out yeah. other people's perspectives about you know what more we can do um to yeah support those who are you know having a hard time with with mental health um but just yeah massive thank you so much for your time today um where can we find you on social media and uh, where can we find your youtube as well uh you can find me on social media um I'm, i've got a, a website aidenroad.com i've got uh, my youtube channel of course at youtube.com slash the aidenator and uh again aidenroad or the aidenator on instagram and twitter and yeah check out my videos that I've been doing with creator now and um, I've and see people's comments and see people's opinions in the, uh, in, in the comments, because, you know, I've got a lot of the creator now people going, Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that. And uh, you know, you could learn something. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, massive. Thank you so much for your time. Everyone go and check out uh, what, well, what you all just said, your, your social media and your YouTube as well. Um, yeah, a massive thank you for your time and, um, yeah, stay connected and I look forward to seeing all your progress with YouTube and, um, and yeah, connecting through Creator Now. Thank you very much for having me.